are you gonna do the intro this time? I feel like this is the third time we've recorded this episode. Yeah. And I feel like this is the time that you can wrestle it out of my hands and do the intro yourself. Uh, man, I, I just had a long day at work today, you know. I ran two I ran two miles like right I'm I haven't showered yet. I'm oh, gross. I'm still out of breath. I can smell you over the mic. Hey everybody, welcome to Hi. Twin Peeps. Yeah. Uh, a show where uh me, uh Michael and uh, my friend Kyle. Kyle. Uh we talk about the show uh Twin Peaks. It's this is um today we're talking about uh the Fifth episode of the show, mm-hmm. titled Episode Four: The One Armed Man. That's it. Um, I we should do some uh, house cleaning before we get started. Sure. Uh, uh, last week, as you know, we had a disastrous interview uh, mm. with not Chris Hardwick. It turned out to be right. Our producer, Kyle's ex-girlfriend, who was terrible. Wait, are you going to edit this part out? Uh, I, I can. Great. Okay. Um, it was terrible. Right. She was drunk. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. She was probably high. Yeah, yeah, most likely. And she screamed for most of the episode. Yes. And started talking about a weird fetish site at the end of it. Yeah. Um, you did, though, edit the podcast to make it not sound like she was screaming, though. You removed the slurs. I, yeah, I had to duck a lot of the volume, but it was, yeah. Yeah, you uh, removed her slurring and her saying racial slurs. Yes. You got rid of both both the slurs. Right. No, yeah, I have a special uh, program for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we apologized for the interview last week. Um, but, uh, all right, so we'll edit now. Dane was a great guest last week. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, she gave us a good uh, some good ideas for the show. Afterwards, we talked a little bit. She uh, mm-hmm. got some notes. You two were in- insistent about the point that I was constantly cutting you off. Mm-hmm. And we agreed that we would extend the show to be an hour and a half, so I could stop worrying about the time. Yes, hour and a half max. In my defense, every episode so far has come out at about exactly one hour. Right. Yeah, and that's a sweet spot. I'm just saying, I don't think you have to worry quite as much. Kyle, I'm not gonna let you finish that. No, I'm sorry. What were you saying? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's treaded treaded ground. We can move on. Look towards the future. And the yeah. glorious hour and a half long episode futures. I am on the bubble though and may get fired at any moment. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, um any 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 corrections that you got on your part? Any notes? I think we're uh we have uh, a good episode to talk about, so Yeah, uh no corrections other than the um uh what was it, Alfred Albert uh, oh, yeah. debacle that happened last week. Uh, mm-hmm. but we corrected it on the show, so no need to go back over that again. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start it off with. Um, oh, oh. Also, uh, this mm-hmm. is not a correction, but an apology. Um, it Ooh. really would have been good interview skills for me to ask Dana how she got into Twin Peaks, <sighs> and neither of us asked that. Should we have her right in? Uh, man, I really don't want her on the show again. But no, we just have her right in. <laughs> we can okay, read a letter, a, le- yeah. a letter from Dana. Yes. A letter from our producer. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. We can read it on the show. I mean, I would be cool with having her on the show again. It seemed like uh, she brought ad dollars to the show. Uh, we have another ad this week, but I guess we'll read that later. Yeah. No, we'll we'll drop it in sometime. But uh, yeah, so too early for ads. I guess we should get started with the summary. I'll put 20 seconds on the clock. Uh, I might need 30 for this one because uh, I didn't really shorten it. But I'll right. try to fly through as fast as possible. Hold on. I'm looking at my dad. He's giving Good. me the thumbs up. My dad says we can bring it up to 30. All right, go for it. It was a dance episode. Wait, are you... God damn it. <laughs> You're down 20 <laughs> seconds, Kyle. Fuck. All right. Sarah Palmer divert... Ah, fuck. Okay. Uh, you have five seconds. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting my own clock. Uh, all right, ready. Three, two, one. Sarah Palmer divulges her visions with the Twin Peaks Police Department. An invitation to love is recapped. Jacoby provides some additional clues while remaining aloof. Cooper confirms the shared vision with Sarah while Hawk closes in on Mike. Catherine and Ben plot. 
Cooper and Truman question the one-armed man. Audrey demonstrates her investigative prowess. Norma meets with her husband, Hank. An avian suspect emerges. Shelley shows Bobby's Bobby Leo's bloody shirt. Cooper hits, hints at a tragic past. Andy and Lucy hit a rough patch. Shelley opens up about Leo. James meets Laura's cousin, Madeline Ferguson. Jacques Renault owns a very guilty bird. Hank, Ben, Leo, and Renault's and the Renaults are in cahoots with along with Bobby and Mike. Audrey goes rogue, and Hank is still not a good guy. God, wow, forty-five damn, that seconds. Forty-five uh, seconds, Kyle. It was a dense episode. Here, here's what I'll do. I'll let you extend it to a minute and a half. Ooh. If you make it rhyme next week. Oh man. Come on, that'd be awesome. I think you're yeah. really good at this. I think you're I good at it. the the summary. I think you should try to make it rhyme. Sure. Yeah, I'll, oh. I I can try it. Great. A um, limerick, if you will. I'm sorry? A limerick, if you will. Uh, sure, a limerick. <laughs> I feel like it would take more lines, lines than a limerick. There once was an agent named Cooper who, I don't know. I'll let you finish it next week. <laughs> okay. Weirdest character. Let's let's get cracking. Yeah. yeah. There's, I guess just first, did you like this episode? I thought this was a great episode. A lot more stuff happened than last week. Yeah, it's it's an odd it's an odd one because it's um, I feel like I should like it more than I do for that exact reason because it is very plot dense. Uh, I'd I'd give it a solid like seven point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it just seems like a lot of exposition, which is good. It's needed needs to further along the investigation and everything. But I don't know, it, it, it's good, solid, solid. I was, I was I was very happy with it. All right, yeah. so let's get on to the weirdest character. There are two possibilities that you're going to choose from. Yes. Uh, can I share both of yours? Because I'm sure they're, they're the same as mine. Uh, well, I'm. I actually only had the one this week. Uh, Did you go with Andy or Jacoby? I went with Jacoby. Yeah. I think. I think I'd have to say Andy could nose him out. Um, Andy really had a good episode. There was a lot of, a lot of hijinks. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was was Andy weirder though, you know. But he's he outweirded himself previously. He didn't. No one can get up to Jacoby's level of doing magic tricks with golf balls. <laughs> yeah, that's true. While um, having to, to defend himself on the question of did you have sex with this seventeen-year-old girl, <laughs> and like the answer very well could have been yes. Oh yeah, he never. I don't think he ever. Uh... He says he didn't have sex with her the night she was killed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just talk about that Jacoby scene because it's fantastic. Yep. It's early on. Got to get got to get into it. It's the opening scene. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great Jacoby well, action. He's It's right after uh, the initial scene where Sarah Palmer, like, they finally get a, a sketch about Oh, Bob. yeah. It was after that scene. And now the town ostensibly knows who to look out for yeah yes yeah uh but yeah that jacoby scene was just intense Mm -hmm. uh what was the craziest part about the episode his glasses the magic tricks (laughs) about the episode or about that scene about that scene the map of tibet (laughs) oh the fact that uh jacoby shares an interest in tibet along with cooper uh a mild interest but uh, i had to make a note note of this uh his Greatest love, he finally acknowledges it, of being Hawaii, not Hawaii, Hawaii. I counted three references to Hawaii in that scene. Hawaii. I'm sorry, Hawaii. There was, (laughs) we had, he talked about huling. Yep. Uh, He mentioned hula for some reason, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Hang loose at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And then just his demeanor. He's got his magic golf balls falling out of his mouth. Yeah. Some As a, a classic Hawaiian magic trick. Everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah. Uh, What's up with the different colored glasses? Um, yeah, they haven't been explained, <laughs> certainly. Does uh, he always wear multicolored glasses? Yes. Yes, I he did, does. I didn't notice it until this one. <laughs> Wait, what? Seriously? Maybe I did. but no, it, you, you, I'm sure you did. But this one was a lot more obvious to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a straight-on shot of him just wearing, wearing his 3D specs. Yeah, but I guess there's a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Confrontation in between Cooper's and Jacoby's favorite locations <laughs> between Tibet and Hawaii. Yeah, no, there's a, 
Yeah, the fanboyism was really flaring up. Mm-hmm. 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 But then we've also got a. I'd say, I of course he's not weirder than Jacoby, but he's a close second. Is Andy in this episode? Yeah. Who can't fire a gun? Is having lady problems? <laughs> he's just a weirdo. I for the same reason. I, that's kind of what I was. Um, I feel like Lucy was uh, a contender for me and sometimes just because she is acting so odd and doesn't explain herself this episode. Um, like for some reason, she just really hates Andy now or has given him the strong cold shoulder and we don't know why that is. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man, why you gotta be so weird? And Can I have one more note back to Jacoby? Yeah, well, yeah. I wrote this in my notes. I don't know if this is true. I'm guessing we are not done with this scene by far. No, <laughs> even after not this. at all. But this is f- f- uh, flash forwarding to, I believe it's the last scene of the entire episode. Can Jacoby talk with owls? Uh, is that what that's implying when they look for it and then they look up and they see an owl staring right at them? Um, <laughs> no. Okay. I, I can't. I can't talk too much about the owls. Sure. Um, but that's not a, in the context of this show, yes. the idea that Jacoby can talk to owls isn't a crazy theory. If there's a woman who can talk to a log, there might be a guy who can talk to owls. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you're putting um, me on the no, Jacoby can't talk, to, talk with owls. Right. That's, a, that's the uh, biggest, uh, biggest spoiler I'll give away about the owls. It's a pretty oh, big and spoiler. Also that they will come up again. Okay. Yeah, more owls. I, I, I guess we got to go to the weirdest scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, owls are a contender. Because, yeah, there is that weird... Uh, that, that's really what they're strongly implying. Like, hey, this guy can talk to owls. It's just like, what the hell? So you agree it's implying that he can talk to owls? It, it, it's implying that there's, like, some sort of communion. Um, mm. Or the owls are in cahoots with some sort of thing. But uh, it's not... Yeah, it's it's not explicitly stated, obviously. Yeah, uh, it would have been better if it was like a parrot or a minor bird, something native oh. to Hawaii. Ah, or, sorry, Hawaii. Well, hey, uh, don't worry, there are parrots and minor birds later on. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we're the yeah, scene. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think this one's on you. Gotta start it off. It's gotta be. I guess there's two parts of the scene. Uh, one is it's it's a scene with James at the diner. Oh, <laughs> where first he has a phone call with Donna, where it seems like he's like upset at her or it seems like he's like, he doesn't want to have dinner with them. Yeah. It seemed not good. And, uh, what's her name? Donna's dad in the background is, has mm-hmm. some great one liner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Who heard, heard of diet di- lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> You know point. that's something that, uh, what's his name? David Lynch has said in real life. Oh, yeah. No, I can attest to that. Yeah. Uh, what's the other thing that he said? Uh, something about, like, help me, like, SOS or something like that, you know, being yeah. being playful and bantery with his daughter. Cause yeah. It seems like a very solid family unit that they have. Yeah, they're adorable. The mom, she's great, too. I like I, I like. Him. Anyways, James being yeah. a dick on the phone. Oh, yeah. He's the worst and an idiot. And then he bumps into Laura's cousin. Madeline you, Ferguson. Madeline Ferguson, who there isn't that much dialogue, but I think it implies that he falls in love with her. He's really thrown off by how much she's like Laura. Um, he seems are really a lot of people. into her, and she seems too happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Madeline Ferguson's kind of odd. Yeah. You'd think she'd be a little bit more remorse, not remorseful because she didn't actually do anything, but you think she'd be sadder uh, that her cousin's now dead and that she's in the town where everyone knew her cousin and they're all really sad. Yeah, she's doing a lot of giggling when meeting with one of Laura's friends. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and so she's like, oh my God, we have to talk about how sad it is and how messed up it is that our friend's dead. It's yeah, like, th- that's oh, a no, conversation I'm, you have to have. I'm going to flirt with this dude. Mm-hmm. Let's get on. Yeah. So you agree that there was some attraction oh, yeah. between them? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just not explicitly stated at this point. But yeah, that, that was some hardcore flirting. But yeah. So what is your weirdest scene? I have one in my back pocket that I'm hoping is correct. We'll see what you got. 
Um, it, this one was kind of a hard one because like I had, uh, I didn't want to double up on Jacoby and his interview. Uh, like tense though it is, it is still just him being weird, which oh. adds to the weirdness of the scene. Fantastic. Right. Um, but so I think as kind of a default, there, I didn't find too many other scenes like ex- that weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot weirder of episodes in, or a lot weirder of scenes in other episodes. Yes. Um, so I think as a default, I just went with the veterinarian's office. Um, mm-hmm. cause Is it's just, or a, or a llama in the middle of the office. It's the same goddamn thing. Um, okay. yeah, no one cares outside of South America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just like the, the visual bits of having such exotic animals be in this small town. Like they're clearly going for some bits here in mm-hmm. that scene but it i don't know it's it kind of throws you off a little bit and people are just acting weird and uh i don't know it yeah and they're right. also there because of cr- completely crazy terrible reasons <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> they have they have no reason to be in this place yeah no oh man and that uh that's gonna get right into <laughs> the worst police work <laughs> i think that's a pretty on. good segue yeah, we'll have to come back to Batter David Lynch. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, which actually also brings us up to the scene in the hotel room with uh, the one-armed man, who we think is going to be named Mike, but is not. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was his name again? Uh, oh, what is his name? I don't have it written down. His I know middle they, name is Mike, though, right? Yeah, they make they make a note that his middle name is Michael. Um, but yeah, we have a, a one-armed traveling shoe salesman who had an arm with the tattoo Bob on it that he removed or was removed from him. And his best friend is Bob, and his best friend Bob is a doctor. It, the, the dream's working out really well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the picture does not of. match Bob, though they've said right um and when they follow up on bob uh isn't bob the veterinarian yes yeah who's in a coma i believe yeah so when they follow up on bob's office that's just yeah it's it's clearly not the same bob um yeah they have so for worse police work you have to start on with the grounds of they have (laughs) they've barged into this man's uh motel room guns drawn on no other evidence other than a he was in a hospital at a time right because mm-hmm. hawk's seen him he was at a hospital b <laughs> he, he just doesn't arm. have an arm yes. and c there's a dream that's it that's the only it, reason why they have their guns drawn is that the same actor who plays mike in the dream yes okay mm-hmm I, um, I I understand where Coop's coming from. Like it's things are really matching up, but yeah. for everyone else, they should be like, this guy's a crazy person. As a mundane police department, they really should have a little bit more to go on. Like, I I still don't understand why they have um yeah, why they have their guns drawn. Like they go up to the door with their guns out. And fire one of the guns. Well, yeah. Accidentally, but nonetheless. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Do you have anything to, to add on to that? It's just a frustrating scene. Not that one, but there's another contender for worst police work, which is the opening scene where they're interviewing a woman about her dream. <laughs> yeah. They have Tell multiple police visions. members in her house mm-hmm. to find out what Sarah Palmer's dream is about and take yeah. a sketch from the dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's it's still weird because it's just like, okay, if you're following it from Cooper's perspective, everything's just fallen into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for literally anyone else on the police force, they sh- should just be like, okay, I got to talk to someone about this because this is not how we're supposed to do things. Exactly. Ugh, ridiculous. It's great. Oh, no, yeah, it's really fun to watch. It's just horrible police work. Exactly. Speaking uh, of police work, I mm-hmm. think this brings us into... Uh, Usually we do an interview with uh, David Lynch, mm-hmm. but this week we're finally doing an interview with one of the actors from Twin Peaks. Oh, um, that's, that's pretty interesting. He's the actor who uh, plays the voice of Cooper's uh, boss. His name is oh. Gordon. Yep, Gordon Cole. 
Gordon Cole. So I believe mm-hmm. uh, you can cut to the interview that I did. Oh, uh, you mean right now? Yes, we'll just okay. cut to that in. Sure. All right. Hello. Uh, hi, this is uh, Michael. I'm on behalf of uh, Twin Peeps. Uh, we're, we're trying to interview some different actors from the show, and uh, I was sent this number saying that you played the role of Gordon in Twin Peaks, and I wanted to say hello. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Lynch? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. I uh, I didn't know this was you. I I just You've got a number, and I just... every week. How did you not know? I don't know. I don't know. I did realize when I typed in the number, it had showed up on my caller ID that I've called this number before. But you didn't add me in your contacts? No, I, I got to I, I mean, I didn't want to accidentally call you. Uh, you know, I, I can get drunk and accidentally call you. That would be the embarrassing. Easter dial. <laughs> the old Easter dial. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, I, uh, well, I guess that I have you here. We've been talking a lot. Also, you live with Kyle, right? That w- Was that established? Yes. Okay, great. Kyle should just talk to you. That'd be a lot easier. Just, you, it wouldn't sound like it was coming over a phone. Anyways, uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, playing the role of Gordon. Uh, what was the casting process like? How were you chosen? Uh, well, I showed up on set and said, hey, I want to get in on some of this. So then I gave myself a part, and that was it. Did you did you actually uh, fly somewhere else so you could call on uh, call the phone, or did you? Yes, Philadelphia. <laughs> you flew to Philadelphia from Washington in order to uh, make the phone call. That makes sense. Right. Well, remember, I've never been in Washington. That's true. That's true. Uh, can you give some background on your character? Uh, I, I, again, I still haven't watched the show. I've been trying to catch up, up on, uh, what's the show? Game of Thrones, so I haven't really had Thank time you. to finish everything. Right. So can you give me some background on your character, maybe something that helped develop your character for this episode? Well, I don't want to speak too much because you've only watched, I'm imagining we're talking about episode four, correct? Uh, the fifth episode of Game of Thrones, uh, or of Twin Peaks. Oh, if only it were Game of Thrones. Anyway, yeah, episode four. Uh, I don't want to talk too much unless there's spoilers. But, uh, yeah, he's a young, handsome FBI uh, agent. I don't know. Title's not really well defined. Doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, he just wants to do a good job. And that's about it. Well, I, he, he, he's a great character, and I think you did a really good job. I'm just wondering Thank why you. you weren't playing Agent Dale Cooper to begin with. That's what I said. All right, so that's the interview I had with David Lynch. Uh, he he talked about Game of Thrones a lot after that. So uh, Yeah, I as, as he's wont to do, I could kind of overhear him. But uh, yeah. He loves that show. Dude, yeah, well, A, who doesn't? But, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a super fan. You know, he has his own podcast about Game of Thrones. Oh, I, I did not. That would actually explain a lot of what I'm hearing in his room. Yeah, when he's, when he's screaming with his microphone, like, four feet away from him. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, like, for hours on end. He has I'm pretty those, sure, like, what? I'm pretty sure Dana's producing that show as well. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, she's double dipping. Yeah. Um... Does that mean that we'll be like seeing him at uh, podcast network parties or whatnot? We still don't know what podcast network we're a part of, so <sighs> Fuck. I guess that's the way it is for now. Yeah. Hey, so let's get on to uh, our next bit. Let's talk about the weirdest scene. We already did. We already did. Uh, veterinarian's office for me. Uh, it, did you? Did you have a weirdest scene? Oh, yeah, we totally just did this. Sorry. I... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, my God. It's falling apart. Um, we did skip over Batter David Lynch, though. Batter David Lynch. Yes. This one is... I've got I've got one written down. One second. Let me look it up. Batter David Lynch. Oh, I totally, I totally know what this is. I'm, I'm going to sneak mine in because it's uh, kind of a letdown, and so we're sure. going to finish out strong in this one. Uh, I did double dip on this one, and I just put the veterinarian's office again. 
it's just such a kitschy bit of humor, you know? Yeah. A lot of physical jokes of just, hey, here's a llama alpaca thing. That's that's pretty funny, right? Yep. All right. Uh, I think that's just bad, though. <laughs> it's just not funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, uh, it's a well-trodden joke, you know? All right. Well, I'll throw you with my better David Lynch. Yeah. It's literally just one specific line, but Ooh. Mike's delivery of uh, that his tattoo said Bob <laughs> is terrible. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Or I didn't think of that for the segment. Oh, man. And it's by really terrible, bad. you mean great. Yeah. He's like... He wasn't sad about his arm going, about his arm falling off. He wasn't mm. sad about, yeah, his arm fell off. That was implied. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, or Bob being in a coma, but he was upset that Bob's name was on his arm. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it also just like doesn't make sense if it's, I, I forget how uh, this guy uh, whose middle name is Mike, like how his arm gets taken off. Cause like, it it would make sense for Dream Mike to take off his arm with a tattoo that said Bob on it, but like for the real life guy whose best friend his name is Bob, like I, I don't know why that would be off unless it was like an accident or something. But I don't remember exactly what's explained or how yeah. it's explained. I um, guess maybe some of the we could also do for the bad or David Lynch is the uh, stuff with what's his face. Um, uh, Andy. Some of oh. Andy's acting is not great. Yeah. I, well, it's kind of like a James situation, right? Where it's hard to tell if it's um, intended to just, like, he's just intended to be an idiot or <laughs> if it's really the caliber of the acting that's uh, wanting. Yeah. It just, I think it's so unbelievable that a police force would hire a guy who can't even hold a gun <laughs> oh no totally and but i think that's also part of like the joke of andy's character um and kind of a comment on what kind of town twin peaks is like they but, also wouldn't have hired lucy in, that's true but they've got yeah. hawk and hawk's so cool do you see hawk yeah. give that high five when they're heading over to the clinic <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a great high five <laughs> <laughs> he sees a guy in a motorcycle and just winds up for this giant overhead high five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was great. Uh, yeah, he's also dating a local um, professor. Is yeah. Mm -hmm. Is so Hawk. His name is Hawk, right? Yes. He goes into the Native American stuff, and yeah. it seems really forced a lot of the time. Yes, it does. That's a, a low point for this show. <laughs> yeah, like they it, they have one bit of uh diversity that's mm -hmm. they have one native american guy yeah and he's so token yep it, why it, can't he just be a, a a chill dude who gives great high fives instead he's talking about the eagles and i don't know it was i yeah. found myself eye rolling and feeling bad for it's him as an actor yeah it, it's the early 90s at this point like it doesn't excuse it but it explains it that's yeah. just kind of what it is you know i wasn't a big fan yeah um actually it, i'm not sure if this necessarily falls into bad or david lynch because i actually kind of liked it um do you remember in like if we're talking about delivery for one line of dialogue in the scene with sarah palmer uh leland palmer comes in after she's sort of describing uh bob's description and she sort of finishes up with that um he's like tell him about the necklace she had two visions and just the yeah. way that he delivers that line is really unsettling in a way. It um, sounded like he was kind of making, like he doubted these visions. Yeah. Is the way he delivered it, but he yeah. was telling it. He seemed like he was being genuine about like listening to her about it. Yeah. So his content and his tone completely conflicted. I know. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting as a viewer because like i don't really know what to make of this but uh it's also very lynchian in that it's not how most people would deliver that line absolutely yeah i um, think this is a good segue speaking mm -hmm. of some weird acting sure is our mystery bit for this week yeah 
which is if there was going to be a modern day remake of Twin Peaks, Ooh. who we would cast as oh. our favorite characters. Sure. I already have a list together for mine. <laughs> as so, the preparer of the mystery bit. The fun of this is going to be to see if we ever got the same one. So mine's written mm-hmm. down, mine's in stone, but sure. we're going to see. Let's start yeah. out with uh, Sarah Palmer. Okay. So I tried to go for like approximate ages, even for the like the kid actors. I did younger actors. They, you know, they're not people in their like late twenties like they were for Twin Peaks. Right. But uh, let's go for Sarah Palmer. Who okay. do you think would be a good fit for the role of Sarah Palmer? Wait, are we talking about Sarah Palmer or Laura Palmer? Sarah Palmer. Okay. Ooh, ah, uh, man. Like kind of a kind of an older actress in her. I'm putting 40s you on the spot. Ish. I'm putting you on the spot. Well, what do you have? Let's see. I had Laura Linney. I'm a huge Laura Linney fan. Mm. Okay. I think she'd do good. Sure. Um. <laughs> do you have no ideas? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, okay. Yeah. But keep I'm, going. Keep I'm going. I, I, All right. I'm interested Leland in what, Palmer. What you Le- have? Leland Palmer. Think of actors in their forties. Who could be a good Leland Palmer? Uh, is it bad that I just still want Ray Wise to do it? Oh, I, I should add a rule. You aren't allowed to choose anyone who already God was in Twin Peaks. God damn that means Kyle McLaughlin cannot play Cooper. I can't play all of the parts. Yeah. Um, who would be a good Leland Palmer? Uh, who do you got? Who do you I got? got McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. He's a good actor. Uh, I think he yeah. can do it. Yeah. He doesn't look very old. He would need to be aged somehow. No. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. Leo Johnson. Okay. Uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum is Leo Johnson? Yeah. I can see that. Sure. Give him I, was like thinking, a I was thinking Paul role. Dano from uh, There Will Be Blood. What? Paul He's Dano's so great. scrawny. Leo's not like a big guy. Uh, I think I think he's meant to be, if even if he's not. I think um, Paul Dano would be up for the acting challenge, and he would do think, a great job. I think Paul Dano would be great as the blonde, curly-haired biker. Uh, that just seems to be... <laughs> Dana's second favorite character? <laughs> right. Or, or the second most attractive character? Yes, behind Johnny Horn. Okay. Um, all right, yeah, uh, keep going, keep going. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, the role of Audrey Horn. Ooh. Uh, also, this is for a big uh, HBO movie, so this is I'm, yeah, th- I, I'm going high profile cast. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, price is price is not a factor here. I'm not thinking of who I can realistically get. I'm thinking of who I want. Right. Um, I uh, I just immediately jump to like an Emma Stone, if you will. Yeah, she could work. I was thinking you got to have Jennifer Lawrence somewhere in this if we're going to get this off the ground. Sure. Sure. So I feel I, like J-Law I, might be a good uh, Audrey. Did we say Audrey? Or not Audrey, uh, Donna. Donna. Yeah. Who did I say for Donna? All right, who do you... Th- uh, okay. Um, did I not write down Donna? Mm, Ooh, you, I think I, yeah, I, think I had Emma Stone as, 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 as Donna. As Donna? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she could do it. Well, yeah, she could do it. I don't know. All she right. just seems like she'd be better and more mischievous all right oh. um my favorite character bobby who's gonna play bobby oh can it just be dana ashbrook again let's just break the rules like He's bobby like would 50. do doesn't matter okay <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going with whip, whiplash himself miles teller Ooh. i think he'd be a good bobby he could play uh, he could play the bad boy yeah is there or is he too short mm, well height's height's not a factor in hollywood how about zach efron i bet he could do it zach efron yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Zach Efron would be James. Let's be real. He uh, he would totally be the the heartthrob. See, I have I threw it uh, for James. I had Jaden Smith. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Very uh, very interesting. Yeah, um, I didn't uh, keep the cast entirely white this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Laura Palmer. Who would be good, Laura Palmer? Who is someone who just doesn't need to be in the show a lot? <laughs> See, I went with the. You're not going to guess the one I did. 
<laughs> Go for it. Lord. Oh. She'd be good. She should just be Donna. They look the same. Yeah. But I mean, she's kind of like a New Zealand <laughs> Not accent. an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be fun if, if it was featuring Lord <laughs> as Laura Palmer. <laughs> just dead for most of it. Yeah. Uh, but that would mean that there'd be like some Lord song as the soundtrack, and we don't need another one of those. Yeah. All right, Mike. Mm. Mike as in Which uh, Mike? Bobby's friend. Oh, okay. The less interesting Mike. Uh, nothing's coming to mind. Go for it. Donald Glover. Oh. Yeah, uh, why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Donald, Donald for Spider-Man. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I think he'd, I think he'd he'd do great in an on, he's he's done great in an ensemble cast. I think he should do it again. Yeah, he, yeah, do it. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's talk to two two big names. We got Truman. Yep. Harry S. Harry S. Truman. I've got two different picks on mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. Do you have any off the top of your head, or should I just tell you who I got? Uh, well, Truman's weird because he doesn't necessarily need to be the same age that he is. Like mm-hmm. in theory, he could be aged up. Or even a man. That's true. Um, some might say that you would want to change the gender for Josie Packard, but or not. You also don't have to do that. It's it's 2015. Yeah. yeah, people are ready for that. All right, who um, are you going for who are you going for Truman? Ah, God, I don't know. Jessica Chastain. <laughs> okay, sure. Close enough. I, I said Amy Adams. Oh. I think Amy Adams would be good Truman. Sure. She could be a. I think she could be a really good sheriff. Yeah. What. I feel like she was one in something. Yeah. Here's know. one that's more of a curveball. Is oh, my is my other Truman if if Amy Adams says no. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, way too young. Way too young. Yeah, maybe. Could he do Cooper? Ooh. Or is he too goofy? He... No, he's done, but he's done serious. I think he could be a good a good Cooper. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to envision, but I like. I'm sure he could do it, and it would be totally fine. I've got the best Cooper in my back pocket. I've got. I, I've got the Cooper better I than say Eisenberg. You should let it rip. I want. I want you to. I want you to try to name name some. Chris Pine. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> totally a joke answer. No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Chris Pine would be. My All right. Pick. I'll tell you. Um, I thought of this, and I think it's perfect, but maybe I'm totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Go for Justin it. Timberlake. Oh. I think he could nail Cooper. Yeah. Am maybe, I right? It kind of sucks. I feel like he definitely could. It would be really hard to view past him being Justin Timberlake. You, you think know? so? I, I always think so when it comes to Justin Timberlake. But like, like, when I, I watch I Social Network, him. I don't... When I watch Social Network, I'm like, oh, that's Justin Timberlake. Like, he he sells it. He's a good actor. I, w- the fact that he's Justin Timberlake is always at the forefront of my mind when I, okay. when I see him on screen. I'm like, that's that's Justin Timberlake. But if you heard the news that Justin Timberlake was cast as Agent Dale Cooper. And I would it, not it, raise a stink. You would not raise a stink. Okay. No, no stinks would be raised. All right. I think, I think I shouldn't have surprised you with it. I think it would have been good if we could have both re- researched this ahead of time. Maybe. Uh, so maybe next week you want to you want to compile your own list, uh, or not? Whatever. We'll see. I still okay. have to compose that limerick. So I think there's too much information to put in a limerick. <laughs> there's a lot on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Was yep. that a good? Was that a good bit? Did you like that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 again, it might have been nice to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a warning. Yeah. But yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. I felt like my list was really good though, so <laughs> it made up for me not having a list. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was good enough for both of us. Right. Yeah. I chimed okay. in with two answers. I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. Um. Okay. For the best music cue, are we done with that? God. Is that? Is I feel like we we just need to talk about it when it's exceptional. You know? I feel like there's no good music here this week. Mm, I literally wrote down in my notes, they all sucked this episode. Not yeah. that they suck, they're just really unremarkable. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, that's the problem with a show that only has like 10 themes and just kind of shuffles them about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, like, Is there anything that we could even possibly hint at? Like, 
I don't think I so. have as the I didn't, I didn't have a single but... note as a good as a good uh, as any good music cues in there. It's yeah. all the normal ones. It seemed like they were about to transition into the like the the teenagers in love theme when mm-hmm. James was talking with the cousin Madeline. of Laura Palmer. What's her Madeline name? Ferguson. Madeline Ferguson. Maddie is Maddie? what they're going to be calling her. Yeah. I thought they were going to bust out the scene there, but they didn't, which yeah. is kind of surprising. Yeah. I I feel like for this show, that would be like a really immediate change. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. No. I guess it's we'll uh, slip right into favorite character then. Or I guess the, the first question, was mm-hmm. Dale Cooper the best character in this episode? This, I feel like from the tone of your voice, you it sounds like you're thinking yes. I'm thinking no. I didn't think he had that oh. much to do. Okay. Um, I think... Because yeah, I, so I, I no. would are agree saying, with you. Are you saying I would yes agree no? that he is not the best character in this show. I don't think I'm, he's the best character. Yeah. I'm also, I think, as because this is my third time through, I'm really trying to find other characters <laughs> that aren't just Dale Cooper every single episode. Yeah. Trying to, yeah, trying to diversify. But, um, yeah, uh, so if it's not Dale Cooper, who are you thinking? Hmm. So I was almost thinking... One of the new characters in this episode, I really liked what was happening with him. That's uh, Norma's husband, uh, played by Huey Lewis. Hank. Yeah. Is he played by Huey Lewis? Not that I know of. He, he looks exactly like Huey Lewis, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know what Huey Lewis looks like. Maybe I don't either. He looks I also like how kind I of assume that Lewis. Huey Lewis was black, but no. Is he not? <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. I think I might be confusing Huey Lewis with Morris Day. Yeah. Huey, I'm searching Huey Lewis Twin Peaks. Right. You're, I don't think you're going to really come up with anything. No results. Yes. <laughs> that has never been searched for in the history of Google. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, that was pretty That was a bust. <laughs> I'm afraid to go on the Wikipedia page and look up too much information. I don't Would we want to cast it? Huey Lewis as Hank in the uh, for alternate casting? Yeah. Anyway, so I liked uh, I liked Hank a lot. I don't think he's my favorite. I just wanted to talk about him a little bit. Sure. I really liked uh, the stuff with the Domino that he's secretly he has some secret relationship with. Uh, oh man, what's her name? Josie. Josie. Hank's in he, a Hank's got his fingers in a lot of pots here, um, and he's been in prison for a while though it seems right. At least y- yeah, he was in for manslaughter. Um, I, I think like vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, and it sounds like Norma's afraid of him. Yeah, because he's in jail for vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, um, and also because she probably is somewhat aware of some of the shady stuff that he's involved with. It's weird that he has, uh, let's see, wait, uh, refresh my memory. Did they show him with the domino? In this yeah. Episode? So I, I made a note that they showed him with this domino How while he's he in trial. That? What? How did he get that? He's in jail. I, I think you can have like a keychain. It doesn't seem have... lethal. So uh... I noticed the keychain. I was like, all right, he's got a domino. There's something about that. And then later we see, a drawing of a domino come to Josie. <laughs> I know. Like and then really... to remind us again, we see him constantly putting it in his mouth after talking <laughs> on the phone with her. And he says, did you get my message? Yep. So I think it's implied yep. that he sent her that. Oh, yeah. The, the... <laughs> Wait, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, it's a little ambiguous at the end It's a little there. subtle, but I think he may have been the person that sent her that. That immaculate charcoal drawing of the domino, <laughs> just like beautifully shaded. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where that's going to go, but I don't have really high hopes because everything Josie's been doing so far has been super boring. Oh, it's so boring. Uh, it, it is kind of interesting, though, how things are kind of converging in a bit. Um, I understand. You have, like, huh? You're talking about Leo and Mr. Horn talking about burning down the mill. Yep, so Leo's Leo's been uh, contracted for that. Uh, talk about the connection with the Renault brothers, um, connected to Mike, and Leo's connected to Mike and Bobby. So technically, like, they're even in this whole tangled web. Um, and Leo also deals with the Renault brothers, and the Renault brothers also deal with Hank. And mm-hmm. Hank is now dealing with Josie. 
And so it's just getting really intertwined. And so like the whole Josie plot with Catherine, Catherine's in it, Pete's in it. It's all this huge just clusterfuck of connections with one another. Can I, I I think I mentioned this last time. I don't care about the mill. The mill is, we also don't know anyone who works at the mill other than Packard and Josie. And what's, who's the dude that works at the thing as well? Pete. Pete, who loves yeah. fishing and mm-hmm. loves mayonnaise on sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> you see um, that shot of her putting the mayonnaise on the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real necessary scene. <laughs> it, was a very, um, <laughs> it was a very direct one. Yep. But I, I don't care about the mill. No, the, oh, the mill is so boring. So boring. It's just insurance fraud. Or basically. Um, that's what they're trying to cover it up as. But yeah, it's just arson. Arson's never terribly exciting. Yeah, I just don't care about it. There were, yeah, she had two ledgers and now she only has one. I don't care. It's, there's so much more interesting stuff that's going on in Twin Peaks. I want to know what Bobby's up to. I want to hang out with Audrey. (laughs) I want to hang out with all my friends. Yeah. And they're dragging me into this boring business debate. I I don't know. I feel like it's like a, it's a plot that would be able to float a show maybe in like the 60s or the 70s or something like that for like a season. And that's it. That's how long the show would last. And it's just like, ooh, small town corporate intrigue. But it would have to be the main plot, and it couldn't be in a town full of much more interesting weirdos in order to actually work. Because it's not like, it's not a poorly thought out plot. It's, you're right, it's just overshadowed by literally everything else that happens in the show. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I have no idea how we just got off that tangent, but let's... uh I guess my favorite character in this episode would probably be Audrey. Ooh. I think she had two really good scenes. There was a scene with her dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they were, uh, he was on the exercise bike the whole time. And is that room supposed to remind me of that, like room between the places or whatever, where Dale has his dream? Uh, no, that's it reminds just a, me of it. Oh, well, um, yeah, it's just a room in the, uh, great Northern. But yeah, I uh, that was a great scene. She's mm-hmm. manipulating her dad, but for the purposes of good. Yep. To try to find more about uh, Laura's death. Mm-hmm. She's uh, working it. Uh, she's smoking in the girls' room earlier with Donna. They're talking yep. about uh, the the crime, and I don't know. I just I thought she was great in this episode. Yeah. No one. It, I. I this, this was a cool episode with a bunch of like interesting things. Mm-hmm. But no one really stood out. Like nothing really sticks yeah. out. It, it's a very uh, the plot is kind of the it kind of takes center stage in this. Exactly. In this um, yeah, which kind of makes it hard to really latch onto a character. But yeah, there's um, Audrey's a good pick. Um, although I'll say, just have to have to make a note. I think uh, if I remember correctly, it also. We get confirmation of something that we were talking about last week of whether or not there's a photo of Laura on Ben's desk. And now, I, if I remember correctly, we're, we can confirm that there is. That's so weird. I know. Yeah. Also, <laughs> and I, I felt vindicated in this episode, Audrey brought up the theory that Laura worked at One-Eyed Jack, or worked, but I, she, uh, she visited One-Eyed Jacks. Sure. And the thought of that sent chills down her spine. Exactly. Yeah. And also, she's. it seems like she's only doing this so she can fall in love with Agent Cooper. <laughs> there are worse reasons, you know? Yeah, I, it's it's for good. But the, mm-hmm. is that why she's doing this? Um, I feel like it, in part it has to be. Um, but also in part, I think uh, I think she's just interested. Um and it also is if it's involved with her dad's business i think she's uh clearly still kind of has it out for him in that regard and is going to kind of try to uncover some of its more shady dealings if she can mhm anyway uh, so who uh do you have any characters you had yeah. uh, more of a favorite than her I think I probably should have picked Audrey <laughs> now that we went through it. It's a lot better of a, a lot better of rationale than the character I actually picked. Um, yeah. cause the character I actually picked, I think, um, I just, I just like him in general and he has a little bit more screen time in this episode and it's Pete. 
I love Pete. He just Pete. seems like, yeah, Pete, Pete's great. Um, he's just a charming dude. Jack Nance. Um, is, is, is he married to Catherine, Catherine Martell? Yeah. Yes, they, he is. They have separate rooms, right? Yep. They are not in a, not in a good marriage. Um, it seems like he was hitting on Josie this episode. Oh, totally. Yeah. Which is kind of, it doesn't necessarily make him like a terribly interesting character, but it makes him more of a sympathetic one. Cause like, he's it's a town that doesn't really know the meaning of divorce right everyone's in these situations which would be immediately stalled by everyone just kind of like partner swapping and then there's a specific line of dialogue that at the uh diner that was said which is like we have two men apiece Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) and i only need or yeah and something about Oh yeah, that scene was super weird too cuz Shelly's like Shelly basically makes a very thinly veiled uh <laughs> plot to do something about Leo <laughs> which implies some sort of physical violence. She's like, "Oh, I have a plan for Leo." And Norma's like, "Yeah, girl. Kill that dude." Well, yeah. I'm I'm really <laughs> excited that the police have his jacket now because uh, yeah. I'm hoping that's someone's uh, because they haven't analyzed that blood yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm really hoping, or I, 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 yeah, I'm hoping that it's Laura's blood so they can just lock Leo up. The series can wrap up. There's six sure. episodes. That's the end of it. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, uh, season one. Season, season one two. and series one. Sure. End of the show. Yeah, and then season two is a wholly separate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I going back to Pete though. <laughs> Gotta love Pete. Uh yeah, so it's a town that doesn't know know about divorce. Um so he's stuck in this marriage with Catherine, which is just awful for everyone. Um but yeah, he, like throughout the show, he just is constantly pining for Josie. And I think he knows this, like she's never gonna go for Pete, right? It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. And I think he knows it. But he still wants otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Crush. Yeah, and it's just kind of cute to see like this. I don't know, like this very uh, innocent and ineffective. Like you know, he's not gonna be a huge piece of shit about it. But like he's just mm-hmm. gonna kind of hold this crush for Josie and hold a torch for her, if you will. He reminds uh, me of Pete from Thirty Rock. Yeah, Hornberger. In fact, Scott Adson should play Pete. Oh, oh, that's good. He shows up once in a while. Yeah. Likes his mayo. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. He likes mayo and fish. That's pretty much all we know about him at this point. Yeah. He doesn't like his wife. We also know that. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically the same character. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I I just got to go with Pete. Okay. I mean, I don't think you have that much reason to say him, but... <laughs> I know I don't. I just like Pete. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we should get on to uh, a visit from David Lynch. Wait, no, we already did that. I'm My list oh is my all messed up. I'm God. so sorry. Dude. I, should, should, I host, should I host the next episode? Sure. Is that what this sounds like? Please. All right. Let's Maybe get to our favorite scene. How about that? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm gonna. I, I've got two two possible things here. Sure. Uh, Jacoby's interrogation. It's mm. it's just very tense, very yep. weird. It's great, great kind of summary uh, summary of what the show is all about. Just being yep. tense and being weird. That's um, my number one that I had down. Yeah. Um. Well, I will give that to you, but I'll also take and then I'll take the um. The gun range conversation. Yeah. I feel what's, like that was just a, was an enjoyable convo. And what's also... The, what? What's the highlight of that scene? I think... For me, it's when uh, Cooper... Like, right before Cooper is about to shoot, he talks about a... A lost love. Yeah, lost love, which up until this point, we haven't really seen much... Uh, we don't know much about Cooper. Like we know that he's a super cop and he takes his job very seriously and he's damn good at it, but we don't know much about him. And then now we finally have this kind of window into a past that's a little bit less idyllic than his personality might 
initially uh, come off as. Yeah. And then we also learned he's an amazing shot. Yep, because he's a super cop. <laughs> he is a super cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is that uh, it? Did we talk about everything in this episode? Uh, I. Th- oh, there is. Okay. I have, a, I have another pet theory here going on. It's not quite as uh, intense as David Lynch fetishizing high school girls. But um, so <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about this when watching the scene with Maddie. Um, and feel free to disagree with me this, with this. Um, I still quite, I can't put my finger on why Cheryl Lee's acting is weird. Like, why is just something is off about it? Uh, she's the person who plays Laura and Maddie. Yes. Right? Wait, she plays wait, the same actress? Yep. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, no, it is. I thought Laura's um, blonde. Can they dye hair these days? Do they have that technology? God damn it. Uh, they also have the technology to give people glasses who don't need glasses. <laughs> that, that's it. I had no idea it was the same person. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, anywho. <laughs> so, Shirley's acting. I feel like uh, the best way that I can describe it is especially with some of the lines that she was saying as Maddie, she had like this weird kind of tinge of an accent on some of her lines. So you're saying Lord might be a good fit. <laughs> what I'm saying is I, I feel like Cheryl Lee seems to be an Australian actress who still needs to put like some effort into her American accent and can't like fully deliver her lines without diverting some of her attention to just like, no, this is how an American talks. Is the actress not no, from she's America? No, she's American. Okay. She just seems like she's not a native American dialect speaker. So she's and, just kind of weird. So she's right up David Lynch's alley. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know. D- doesn't that seem like that's what is going on, even though it's not? I didn't even notice that it was the same actress. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Jesus. Uh, well, that was a dud. Anyhow. Yeah. Hey, okay. Um, so we have a little bit of time left. Yeah. And I feel like we've gone over through. This was just a very. Uh, it's a plot-heavy episode. Plot-heavy episode. And I feel like we talked about a lot of it. Comes out. Um, we did. Yeah, we got to them getting into Jean Renault's house. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, him going on the lamb. Um, yeah. I have a second mystery bit we could do if you want to do that instead. Sure. It's yeah. a game. Uh oh. All right. We want to do that yeah. instead? Okay, so here's the bit. It's called Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks. So Jeez. I'm going to read either an Amazon review of the DVD set of Twin Peaks <laughs> or a Yelp review of the Las Vegas. Uh, location of the chain <laughs> restaurant Twin Peaks, <laughs> which uh, it, does the chain restaurant is like Hooters, but like mountain, oh. like Washington themed. Sure, with real pointy boobs. Yeah, are you familiar with this with the restaurant? <laughs> no, but I'm I'm using context clues. It, there's a there's a real restaurant called Twin Peaks. Oh Jesus! That's like a Hooters style restaurant. It's a chain. It's a chain of restaurants started in Texas. I did some research. Now, is it in any way affiliated with the syndicated television show Twin Peaks? I don't believe so. Okay. That's is a there actually a place called Twin Peaks in Washington? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I feel like there this? is. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I should also know the names of characters and their actors, but I don't, so it's, it's a No, it's a fictional town, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I have no idea how the restaurant. Hold on, let's look. Let's look for it. Uh, uh, do I? There's. N- I mean, no, I can explain female anatomy to you, Mike. I don't no, know. No, I'm trying to find out if they're connected at all, but I don't think so. Uh, no, of course they're not. It could be. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so we're gonna play a game where I'm gonna read either a Yelp review from the Las Vegas. Uh, franchise of mm-hmm. Twin Peaks or a DVD sure. review of Twin Peaks. And yeah, let's you're going to try to guess. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Two out of five stars. 
This is the most dumbed down show I've ever brought myself to watch. Paying about $40 for the set, though, I figured we at least should watch it. Each segment gets a little dumber than the last one. Overacting, no acting. Screaming, dot, dot, dot. Some of the scenery is awesome, but as far, but as the storyline, it sucks. Oh. Do you think that's the restaurant or the television show? Uh, I could see it going either way, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with the television show on this one. You are cor- correct. Correct. Oh, awesome. All right. I'm going to give a, uh, this is a four out of five review. Mm. I came here recently while on a business trip and I brought my 15 year old son. I know call CPS. I'm a bad dad. I didn't know what to expect other than the twin peaks. So I sat down and ordered a cold beer and a burger. While I wasn't impressed with the menu selection, it was really scaled back. The food was pretty darn good. Oh, and the beer. Let's talk about that. It was pure icy goodness in a glass. The service was pretty good, and young ladies paid a lot of attention to my son. Oh, yeah, and they were hot. I would love mm. to come back here again when I'm in the area and try something else. Four out of okay. five stars. Sure. Well, I feel like the um, the young ladies paying a lot of attention to him and his son uh that could very easily be twin peaks the show uh as far as i'm aware of i don't think the show serves beer though <laughs> that's a good so point. i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with the restaurant on this okay one. yeah you're correct oh okay nice here's a five out of five review Ooh. I am a new Twin Peaks fan, and this box set had succeeded in introducing me to this wonderful series. The video and sound quality are both great, and as far as I know, this set includes every episode of the show, including the pilot. The postcards were nice added bonus. It seems they included they include random postcards because I have some doubles. I haven't watched all the extras, but the SNL and cast reunion features were very entertaining. Entertaining. Highly recommended. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, okay, hold on. Did... Did the Twin Peaks box set actually include every episode? I think we need to confirm this before I can really make a good answer. I don't know. I'm watching this via Netflix. Damn it. Uh, You can pass if you don't know. No. No, I got to answer it. I got to answer it. I'm I'm two for two. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Uh, Screw it. Let's just go with the show. Correct. Three out of three. Yes. All right, here's the last one. Let's see if you can get them all. Okay. All right. One out of five stars. The Ooh. food was on par with Chili's or Applebee's or any other crappy chain fare. For being a sports bar, the beer selection was really weak and was the selling point of ice cold beers was and the selling point of ice cold beers just means that if that they try to keep the cheap the cheap beer so cold that you can't taste it. That's a mm. tough sense. I was also a little shocked that that cut-off jean shorts and skimpy flannel tops was considered a marketing tactic. Kind of like Lumberjack Hooters. Sex sells, but flannel and sexy is a combo best left for the frozen north. This is Vegas, for God's sake. One out of five stars. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They um, did mention I mean, Lumberjacks. Yeah, and there is that episode in Twin Peaks with the uh, cut-off shorts and the flannel. but um, Which is set in Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. But they mentioned Vegas, and that's true. Twin Peaks only goes to Vegas in the Christmas special, <laughs> so. Um, mm. I, I'm gonna go with the restaurant. I think um, Kyle, it's weird that they're complaining about food at a, yeah. You're correct. Food, that's four what? out of four. Oh my god! You won god. the game. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Oh man, this feels pretty great. Yeah. Um, no. It, yeah, uh, that was that was good. We can mm-hmm. do that again. Yeah, I'm up for it. I, I feel like we can't do it too many more times. <laughs> Assuming there are more Yelp reviews. It was no. There's a, there's a ton of Yelp reviews for the <laughs> oh, Twin Peaks good. Bar in Vegas. Okay. The problem was all the all the reviews for the Twin Peaks DVDs were either like 50 pages long, where they talk about every beat of the show, uh, or uh, they were like really negative reviews complaining about the DVD like not being Blu-ray and random stuff on Amazon. So uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So, <sighs> but yeah, that was good. So, yeah. oh, geez, before we leave, I guess mm-hmm. we should say uh, uh, this episode today is uh, sponsored by Dana, and she Ooh, asked yeah. us not to read an ad because we're apparently not good at it. Right. 
So somehow she makes more money if we just don't do the ad. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Kyle, any any uh, closing notes before we uh, sign off for this week? Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, I think I think we just about covered it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, peep on twinning, everybody. Peep on twinning. See you next. See you next week. And we're going to close out with David Lynch talking about the first time he ever went to the Twin Peaks restaurant in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. It was heaven. So many young women serving me, bending over. Oh, my God. Bye. (laughs) All right. That was good. All right. I'm going to...